The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to all, all across the fruited plain. Welcome, all you listeners. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz. Got a full pack show for you here today, folks. I want to get right into it, and I just want to roll, roll, roll. I am not going to spend any time on the Hunter Biden mess. We all know that's ridiculous. And if you were expecting anything else, uh, then you're just – I don't know when you're going to wake up. If you were expecting and thinking that that the attorney generals and the DOJ under the Biden administration were actually going to truly indict Hunter Biden for anything, uh, then you're kidding yourself. Nothing's going to come of that until the Republicans get some gonads or we get smart and we vote in a whole lot of conservative Republicans – and they can clean up that swamp, whether it's Trump or whether it's DeSantis, uh, Tim Scott, Haley, whoever it is. In 2025, the beginning of the end for the Washington swamp needs to take place. Everybody's got to be fired. Anybody left behind from Obama administration, anybody left behind from the Clinton administration, anybody left behind from the Bush administration, <laughs> both Bushies. That place has got, I'm telling you, that place is riddled, riddled with unelected bureaucrats who are running this country, and they're going to run it into the ground if we allow them. And look, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I'm just right. And I, I, I know, I know. I, I, if, if you didn't have your coffee today, that's okay. You just need a dose of me, <laughs> Victor, with On Point with Victor. So you can put the coffee down if, you, if you've already had enough. You don't want more because uh, you're about to get a dose of, of On Point with Victor, and it's going to wake you up, and it's going to fire you up. I, I'm telling you, folks. I don't think enough of you understand how many unelected bureaucrats, and what I mean by that, what do I mean by that? Well, let me tell you what I mean by that. Washington is riddled with people who were put in positions by the Obamas, by the Clintons, by the Bushy One, Bushy Two. All of these people are relics left behind from one administration to the next administration to the next next administration. And the people who were the worst at it or the best at it, depending on how you look at it, were the Obamas. Barack Hussein Obama, listen, I, for all you've heard uh, that, yes, his presidency was not a good one. It wasn't. It could have been great. It could have been great, but it wasn't because all Obama did was create divisiveness when he could have been the great togetherness guy like he tried to say he like he campaigned on let's say, you know he did the opposite of what he was campaigning on if you want to if you go back and look at his campaign speeches but anyway uh what obama did was obama when during the obama administration the first administration the first 4 years the obamas and the democrats basically made a pact and said we're going to grow government so much that even if somehow because they never thought they were going to lose again understand this Understand this, ladies and gentlemen. When Barack Obama was elected in, uh, what was it, 2008? When he was elected and the Democrats then took control, basically of everything, they thought they would never lose again. Understand me, please. This is the mind. You put yourself in the mind of a Democrat. Trust me, I can do it. It hurts. It hurts, but I can do it. <laughs> I've got enough experience with these Democrat goofballs of today. To know how they think. And in 2008, believe you me when I sit here and tell you that Barack Obama and all his minions and people around him and all the Democrat establishment believed they would never lose another election. They honestly believed that. And so what, but what they did, because listen, Barack Obama was not a dumb guy. The guy's pretty darn smart when it comes to, to Democrat politics. And what he did and what the Democrats did, it was stack the deck. And what they did was they they grew government so much between 2008 and 2016 and put all their people in place right next to the Bushies people, right next to the Clinton people that were leftovers. And they just stacked people. They created more more government. Why do you think politicians love to create government programs? Why do you think that they'll take so-called grant money, which is taxpayer dollars, and give it to some ridiculous organization and say, why don't you find out why truck drivers fall asleep? Gee, maybe because they're tired? You want to pay me? I, I'll only, 
I will give you that study results. I'll figure that out for you for a million dollars. Not not a freaking trillion, which they – I mean, yeah, granted. They're not giving trillion dollars to those people, but they're giving them millions, millions and millions and millions of taxpayer dollars to do stupid research like why does a truck driver fall asleep? They do this stuff in Washington to create the bureaucracy. The bureaucracy, they grow every government department they can find, and they stick their people in it. And the Obamas were great at this, and they did it because they figured – they didn't think they would lose another election, but they they figured if we lose another election and, the, and a Republican were to be able to come to power, whether in the executive branch or they take over the House, they take over the Senate, we would have enough minions in place that behind the scenes, the unelected bureaucracy would be able to slow down the elected bureaucracy. Now, the elected bureaucracy... If they screw us over, folks, that's our fault because we keep voting for those idiots. If we keep voting for Lindsey Graham, when we keep voting for McConnell, and we keep voting for for Pelosi and 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 Chief Nakahoma Warren and uh, all these others, uh, Buffett. I'm not Buffett. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, Sanders. If if you keep, you people keep voting for these. 70 plus year old people or, or these, these people who have been in politics, they've been in Washington for 30, 40, 50 years. That's the elected bureaucracy. And if we keep doing that, that's our fault. That's on the people. That's on the people. They're elected. They're elected by us and they can do what they want because we allow it. But the unelected bureaucracy, the people that they put in place, to fight the elected bureaucracy, that's where we have a problem, folks, and that problem is huge, and it's never been bigger than it is today because right now, right now, we have a dementia patient and a stroke patient that are in Washington being controlled by the progressive unelected elite. The progressive unelected elite, they are controlling the dementia patient who calls himself president and a stroke patient who can't even get one sentence out, who is a senator from Pennsylvania who can't wear a suit or, or decent pants or a shirt. I don't even care if you wear a tie, but at least look decent. There is a dress code in, in D.C. There's a dress code for the Senate. But this guy is obliterating all of that tradition because he shouldn't be there shouldn't be there but he doesn't know what he's doing ladies and gentlemen he's being controlled he's not voting on behalf of pennsylvania the progressive unelected bureaucrat is voting on behalf of pennsylvania and that means pennsylvania truly isn't represented the people of pennsylvania are not the legislature legislature of pennsylvania is not being represented in Washington. That's the whole state of Pennsylvania. So, I mean, folks, you got, I, I'm going to slow down a minute because I think David, Mr. Legacy over there has, a, or the legend, I should say, has a comment. David? You know, Victor, it um, goes further than uh, even what you were saying and that it's been long enough now since Barack, mm-hmm. but it started really before him. Oh, absolutely. And this is, you know, I keep scratching my head, among other things. That we won't trying, talk about. That we won't talk about. <laughs> trying to figure out how do some of these idiots that have never had a job, never done anything, and they're secretary of the commerce, they're mm-hmm. secretary of this, they're secretary of that. Well, let me throw this out to you. All of these bureaucrats, or I say all of them, many of the bureaucrats have families and have kids that have gone to college. And they promise a kid, you get through college, and you'll have a position in Washington, D.C. Pretty much. Pretty much. And they've, just like you were using farm terms a minute ago, they've planted the seed. The seed is now sprouted and grown yeah. and that's how you get the idiots that they don't even know they know W-O-K-E but they don't know W-R-K <laughs> I mean it's true David and, and nepotism you want to talk about nepotism I mean just look at the Pelosi family and all, all these political families and, and David you, you nailed it so many of them they set themselves up so they can set their kids up and their their kids and their kids and then on down the line because they they're, they're, that's the entrenched bureaucracy that I'm talking about ladies and gentlemen and you've got to ask yourself you really do have to ask yourself are are you I mean think about it 
Is there anybody out there right now who truly thinks that Biden is okay? Is there anybody out there who thinks that Biden is on his game? Think of, I'm serious, dead serious. And for you voters in Pennsylvania, are any of you seriously looking at Fetterman going, oh, that guy is killing it? Do any of you really believe that Fetterman even knows where he is at any given time? The guy can't even read from a teleprompter. And, and listen, I am not really, really, truly not trying to make fun. And it's really hard to sit here and not make fun of that spectacle that I believe was yesterday, the day before, when it is bad enough to have Joe Brandon Biden and Fetterman in the same room, let alone speaking from the same podium at, at the same, uh, not the same time, but speaking at the same event together, standing next, next to each other. It is really hard not to make fun of that, folks. It really is. That If you haven't seen that, go look up YouTube before they shut it down uh, or do a DuckDuckGo search on Biden-Fetterman speaking together. Uh, this just happened uh, yesterday or, or over the weekend, and uh, it was horrible. It was it, it was bad enough that the dementia patient Joe Biden can't make it through a speech and then throws out these – I mean he ends his speeches with these stupid sayings that nobody has any idea of what he's talking about because he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's bad enough, and then you put Fetterman up. Now, the only reason I can think that they put Fetterman up there is to make Joe Biden look good. Because the only way that Joe Biden looks coherent is when Fetterman speaks after him. I mean, it, and, and I, and I'm, again, I'm not going to sit here and make fun of them, even though it really is tempting. But I actually, I feel sorry for them. I feel it's terrible that Fetterman has a family that would allow him to be abused like he's being abused. And you want to talk about a medical patient being abused? Fetterman needs to be under medical care. He needs to be getting help to to make it through whatever is damaged on him because he is damaged from his stroke. And he needs to be spending time with his family. But instead, they've got him in the halls of the Senate, dressed like a hooligan, and he's not even making votes that he knows what he's voting. He's got bureaucrats around him that are making votes on behalf of of him, which is on behalf of the state of Pennsylvania. So you people in Pennsylvania who couldn't bring yourself to vote for an R, you had to be tribalistic. And I'm going to get into tribalistic. I'm going to get into what I mean about tribalistic, folks, because listen to this. I've been talking about tribalism for for a while now. And I'm starting to hear it from other radio hosts, and I'm starting to hear it in other places. And so I will tell you right now, you're going to hear over the next months and year, you're going to start hearing that word tribalism and, and tribalist, being tribalist. You're going to start hearing that. May uh, I bring my drum? And- so, <laughs> you might want to, uh, but I'm afraid that, that we'll start getting calls from Warren, Chief Nakahoma Warren, and I really don't want to talk to her. Uh, you know, she won't talk to me anyway. <laughs> Go ahead, David. You were talking about uh, the embarrassment for Pennsylvania and, mm-hmm. and um, Biden. And we have a, a bigger embarrassment, and it's called Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. And he isn't much wanna, better. <laughs> if you want to feel sorry for something, feel sorry for the United States that we've got this clown going up against professionals and he couldn't hold his own in a bathroom no i mean it's not i mean you've got it's pretty sad david and i'll get into some of that uh later especially with blinken who just got uh embarrassed uh in china and uh and then i i mean folks what blinken just did i'm I'm saying yeah he shouldn't be in that. Position. Shouldn't be in that. What, should not be in that. What damn position. training has he had? Experience has he even been? Was he even in a speech class? It's about as or a debate class. It's about as bad as the guy running the transportation yeah. <laughs> department. Without uh, a driver's license, with, yeah, he probably. He probably. Do you know this fool? This this is this is how fake your Democrats are, folks. And I don't know when you're going to wake up, but that. Crazy, uh, you know, I'm gonna be nice, I'm gonna be nice. He's not crazy, but Why? he sure is taking, <laughs> exactly, he sure is taking advantage of things. But the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, wants you to believe that he rides his bicycle all over the place in DC. But the dude has been caught numerously. He puts the bike, no, he doesn't do it. He has people, probably people of color, put his bicycle 
on the back of the SUV. Then he gets in the back of the SUV because he can't drive it himself because David's probably right. This dude probably doesn't have an, a current driver's license. So he has a driver at taxpayer expense drive him up to a few feet away from wherever he's going. He jumps out of the SUV, has more taxpayer help take the bicycle down. Then he gets on the bicycle with his funny little helmet. I shouldn't make fun of that. Helmets are important, folks. Helmets are important. And then he pedals his bike a few feet and says, oh, look at me. I'm riding a bicycle. Well, well, that's true. That's true. Biden, Biden, he can't even stay on a bicycle. But, but that is the fakery. That is the joke of a, of, this is how stupid the Democrat party thinks you are, especially in terms of the hoax, the climate change hoax. They, the, one day, one day, there is true wokeism gonna go on. And what do I mean by that? That one day, the American people, the voter, the, is going to wake up and go, okay, I've been completely snookered by the Democrat Party because they are not today. The Democrat Party is not the party of JFK. It is not the Democrat Party that JFK led. It's, it's just not. And, uh, my goodness, folks, look what they're doing to RFK. If, if you love JFK, okay, and listen, there was reason to really like him. He was nothing like the Democrats of today. Nothing, okay? Uh, because at least JFK believed then if you're gonna spend, you're gonna cut taxes. JFK was, was about as conservative as you can get, just about, even more conservative than the likes of Graham and some of these jokers. Uh, JFK at least believed in cutting spending. JFK believed in a growing economy. JFK believed in growing the pie. Democrats today don't believe that. They don't. JFK believed in a strong military. JFK believed in a strong United States. JFK believed in you picking yourself up by the bootstraps and doing for yourself and asking what you can do for your country, not what your country can do for you. That was JFK. Can you imagine a Democrat today saying that? There is no Democrat in Washington, D.C. or just about anywhere else elected in the 50 states that would stand and look at you in the face and say, hey, why don't you stop asking what this country can do for you and ask what you can do for the, for your country? No Democrat right now would say that. I know they wouldn't. And then, but, but look how they're treating RFK. They are, now look, I, I will tell you not to believe much from Robert F. Kennedy because he is a Democrat. And if he were to win, he would be controlled by the other Democrats that are progressive as you know what. And uh, now granted, he probably wouldn't sign a lot of the progressive bills that these other guys are signing. But RFK is not your savior. All right. Let me just put that out there. RFK is not your savior. Uh, but it is funny, and you should take notice on how the Democrats are treating him. This guy is family to JFK, and they always like to use JFK's name. But watch how they treat RFK. Look what look what they're doing to him, folks. He's, he's, he's actually garnering a lot of support. And uh, there's a good chance that RFK may – maybe he wins Iowa. Maybe he wins New Hampshire. Maybe he wins a few states. I mean, but – Trust me, the Democrat establishment is not going to let RFK get win the nomination. They're not going to do it. But keep an eye on things. Keep an eye on things because if RFK is able to escape the clutches and the and the uh, fixed fixed the the uh, way they can fix the, the the primary over there on the Democrats, just like they did against um, Sanders, uh, just watch what they're going to do. Watch what they're going to do because if if RFK can really continue and, and get closer, uh, then you're going to see an all-out push to get Biden out, and you're going to see Newsom and Hillary fight to the death almost to get that nomination. But uh, but anyway, I'm just telling you, pay attention to the way they treat RFK. Look, RFK, he's a little kooky, but uh, but he's not a dumb guy, and he's and he does have some good ideas. You know, RFK aligns with Donald Trump an awful lot, and I and I think it's it's smart what RFK is doing because he's he's going after Trump voters. Because he's he's saying a lot of things that that uh, align with Trump, but what I gotta warn you, RFK is not your savior. RFK isn't gonna get in there and do what needs to be done. RFK is still a climate nut job. RFK is 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 a big government nut job. He's just he's not gonna cut taxes and he's not gonna do what needs to be done. So if you're a Trump supporter and you're flirting with going up now. If you want to go and create Operation Chaos during the primaries and you want to go jump over and, and, and vote for RFK, I'm all for it. And, and since Rush Limbaugh's not here to propose this, let me do it. Let me take the honor of doing what I know Rush Limbaugh would be doing right now. <laughs> I know he would do it. 
Rush Limbaugh, if he were here today, I feel like he would probably say it's time for Operation Chaos number two. And that means if some of you folks out there want to, you go jump in a, a Democrat primary and you vote for RFK. Look, I've got some nephews that can't wait to go vote for RFK because they want to screw with with the Democrat nomination process so bad. So uh, Operation Chaos, let's put that in full. In honor of Rush Limbaugh, in honor of Rush Limbaugh, let's go ahead and kick off Operation Chaos 2024. And let's get out there and let's support RFK. <laughs> and let's give Biden a fight. I Let's just make the Democrats really uh, – uh, have a, uh, you know, it, it'll just be fun to watch, folks. It'll be fun to watch. But, uh, all right, let me get back to what I'm talking about because I want to speak directly. I want to speak directly to, to so-called independents. And, and, and I, I don't say that, uh, trying to make fun of independents. I just say it because a lot of you people out there who say you're independent, you're not. You're not. And you know you're not. Uh, but there are some independents. I, I would probably call myself an independent way before I'd call myself a Republican. And, and, and you know, I'm not going to call myself a Democrat. Um, so, but, uh, but I, I really conser- consider myself a conservatarian. I have conservative fiscal beliefs. I have libertarian beliefs on just about every social issue. Um, so I consider myself a conservatarian, which some of you may say, okay, you're an independent. That's fine. That's fine. But let me speak to you. If those of you out there who just really don't follow politics and you voted for Trump maybe in 2016 and then you fell for all the lies and all the crap and all the hoaxes and you got tired of the mean tweets or maybe you're a voter and I understand this. Now, some of you are going to get mad at me. Some of you Trump voters are going to get mad at me. But I understand it. There's a group of you of voters out there, which a polling shows there are. You're just tired of the drama. You're tired of the drama. You don't want the dementia patient, but you also don't want to replace it with with a, with a president who's going to be attacked every day with some new prosecution or some new fake story or some fake hoax and, and have to watch Trump deal with that. Some of you want to move past that. Now, here's my warning to you, though. Here's my warning to you. I don't – look, I, I, I would love for it to be different, but I don't think it matters if it's DeSantis, if it's Tim Scott. If it's Haley, uh, if it's uh, Vivek Rastaswamy, uh if any one of those people were to win the nomination and lead the Republican Party, the Democrats are going to come after them with the veracity that they went after Trump. Trust me. Trust me. They use Trump as their as their excuse to to be so mean and and whatever you however you want to describe what they're doing. Unjust would probably be a good way to do it the way they're going after Trump. But trust me when I tell you. The Democrats, what they're doing to Trump, they have written or rewritten the playbook. This will be the playbook no matter who the nominee is. And I told, and I'm going to get to this later. I told you guys weeks ago when Tim Scott got in the race, I said, pay attention to how the Democrat party and the Democrat and sycophant media pay attention to how they will treat Tim Scott because they're going to treat that man like dirt. And it's already starting to happen. And if that man were to get the nomination, listen, I would be okay, perfectly okay with Tim Scott getting the nomination. Now, you know where I stand. I think it needs to be Trump or DeSantis. But I'd be okay if, if somehow Tim Scott were to make it. Uh, but I will tell you this. If you think the, the Democrats have gone after Donald Trump uh, with with just unbelievable veracity and unjustliness, you wait and see what they would do to Tim Scott. There is no way on this planet Earth that the Democrats can afford for somebody like Tim Scott to actually make it to the presidency. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. If you're a minority voter out there, and listen, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I'm just right. If you're a minority voter out there right now, especially a young one listening to me right now, because I listen, I've got a lot of people following me now from the younger age, uh, a lot of them on TikTok. <laughs> yes, the On Point with Victor show is on TikTok. And a lot of you guys are listening to me. Understand this and let this sink in. The Democrat Party that tells you that they want to hold your hand and they want to give you everything because of the color of your skin. They're telling you, you can't make it in this world because of the color of your skin. The Democrat party that tells you they're for you, they're looking out for you. They will do everything they can to stop a black man named Tim Scott from ever making it to the presidency. They don't want this guy to be the nominee, let alone be president. 
but they will do everything they can to stop a black man from becoming president in Tim Scott. And they will do it because of the color of his skin, not because of any policy disagreement. They will do it because of the color of his skin. That is your Democrat Party. That's your Democrat Party. And for those of you out there who still believe this, the lies and the mess that the Democrats tell you, if you're listening to AOC, who's also all over TikTok and everything else, if you're listening to her, listen closely. Why don't you just dissect what she says? Because she's telling you that you're stupid. And she's telling you that the right, she's accusing Republicans of all these things that she is and the Democrat Party is. Because I am telling you, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me well. Tim Scott, a black man who just happens to have a R by his name because he believes in this country. He loves this country. He believes in freedom. He believes in liberty. He believes in low tax burden so that the American people can thrive. He believes in coming up from the poor. He believes in people coming from poverty to be able to come up to maybe be a senator, maybe be president. He believes that because he believes in this country. That black man who call, who happens to be running as a Republican the Democrat Party will do everything they can to stop him because of the color of his skin. Now, you let that sink in. Let that sink in. Now, David, do we need to take a break? Because I think I just passed it. <laughs> All right, folks, we got to take a break. A little profit time out here. We will be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is The On Point with Victor Show. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor ladies and gentlemen boys and girls of all ages join me roger b every tuesday at 1400 hours right here on america's web radio for the locked and loaded show we will talk about guns weapons ammo gun accessories prepping and so much more so be sure to join us every tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the On Point with Victor Show. I am Victor Armendariz. And welcome, one, welcome all, all you listeners across this great fruit to plains. Um, listen, it's great to be here. As always, I am the Mexican, not afraid to be American, uh, right here in the studios of America's Web Radio. And uh, just, uh, we've got so much to get to, folks. I'm going to keep rolling here. Uh, but understand, I what I am telling you, you can look up yourself and verify. And if you... I'm serious. If you are looking at Joe Brandon Biden, the dementia patient in the White House, and you do you really think that man is all there? Do you really think he's on his game? Do you really think he can go toe-to-toe with China and with Russia and with uh, North Korea and with Iran? Do you think so? Do you think so? And you people in Pennsylvania, do you really think – Fetterman is up for the job. Do you really, uh, the I'm pretty sure that Fetterman called Joe Biden when he was standing right next to him a broken bridge. I, I mean, this is the guy. It was so incoherent what Fetterman was saying. It was painful, painful. And that's why I'm telling you folks, I am going to restrain from making fun of that fiasco that was the other day when those two were talking together, speaking together, because it's sad. It's very sad. And, and, and it just, it really hurts my heart to know that Fetterman's family will stand by and allow him to be used like he's being used. 
What are they paying the Fetterman family? What are they offering? The, what are they getting, folks? I, I am sorry. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying it's happening, but I'm saying, I, I, I would, I would like to ask the question. Is, are, <laughs> let me, let me speak correctly. Are they, is there some kind of sweet deal out there that's allowing this family to, to allow Fetterman to be abused the way he's being abused? And, and what about Jill Biden? What about Jill Biden? How on earth can she stand by and watch her husband, who's in clear decline, how can she stand by and watch these politicians and bureaucrats abuse that man the way they're abusing him and use him? Washington is using Joe Biden. And when they are done with him, they're going to kick him so fast to the old folks' home curb the old folks, but they're going to kick him to the curb so fast. The old folks bus may hit, run him over, trying to pick him up. I mean, I, again, it's it's just sad. But understand, they the Democrat establishment is using Fetterman and they're using Biden. They they will kick them to the old folks' home curb as soon as they can or as soon as they deem necessary, and that may be soon. That may be soon. You, I, folks, listen, there's a whole lot of predictions I can make, and I don't like to get into pr- prediction business, but, but I could give you a bunch of what ifs. I mean, look, I, there, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I don't like to anger Trump voters <laughs> because I am a Trump voter and I'm a Trump supporter. I am, but Donald Trump did an interview last night on Brett Bear and he said some things that I, his lawyers, I'm surprised they didn't quit this morning. Because Donald Trump said some things last night that that is not going to help him in the court case that he's about to. I think they set that court case for August eighth or August eighteenth. And 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 I I know this is bogus. It is ridiculous to go after Trump over documents. It's ridiculous what they're doing to him. Uh, but I, and I still assert that they they're, they want him to be the nominee. But Trump said some things last night that's going to make this case go way better for the prosecution than they even ever intended probably or wanted to. I mean, Trump just – he just can't control himself sometimes, folks, and that's his downfall. So so imagine – let's just say – don't get mad at me. I'm just – this is just some what-ifs. What if Trump gets himself underwater and he can't get out so he's, so he's not – won't be the nominee? What if? If that happens, then I assure you – the Democrats will kick Joe Biden and Jill Biden into the old folks' home faster than you can uh, drive his Corvette. I am telling you right now, if Donald Trump is not the nominee for the Republican side, Joe Biden will not be the nominee for the Democrat side. Uh, listen, you've got that goofball in California who, who has presided over the downfall of San Francisco, one of the great cities that used to be a great city, I should say, of this country. Uh, San Francisco used to be one of my favorite cities. It was an amazing city. Gavin Newsom oversaw the downfall of San Francisco, and now he's taking the destruction of San Francisco and making it statewide all over California. That man somehow thinks he's going to be president, but he doesn't just think it, folks. He's running already. Joe Biden is right now set to be the nominee for the Democrat Party. But Gavin Newsom is running for president right now. He just hasn't announced it. And the reason he's doing it is because the Democrat, I promise you, the establishment Democrats have told Newsom, you be ready, buddy. You be ready. You do every, you skirt that line because there's an FEC line he can skirt. Because once he does a certain amount of things, then then he has to declare. So he's going to skirt that line, and he's going to run for president incognito just in case they have to kick Biden to the curb. And they will do it. If Donald Trump keeps digging a hole, and if Donald Trump, for some reason, if he can't, if he's not the nominee, then you're going to see them kick Biden to the curb. So just remember that. You heard it here on the On Point with Victor Show. Now, now. If Biden, if Trump is the nominee and Biden's the nominee, I, for I, I do believe Trump will beat the pants off of him. I really do. I really do. But if he doesn't and Biden wins, then how are they going to use Biden? Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, easy, easy. They'll let Biden come out a few months or maybe a year, and then they will kick him to the curb. He will be forced to resign. Now, they won't tell you that. 
Biden will come out and he'll look at the cameras and he'll say, you know, I, 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 I am tired of, of the Democrat party. He'll never say that, but he'll say something to the effect of it's time that we really do step aside. The white guy should step aside and allow the black woman to be president and he'll move and he'll resign. And then we're going to be stuck with cackling Harris. Then they'll find a way to ditch her or they may let her hang on for three years or whatever it is. And then they will take her out with Newsom or, or my goodness. And folks, watch what Hillary's doing. Hillary hasn't given up yet. So we are far from knowing who's going to be the nominees of either party in 2024, uh, 2024. We just, we don't know yet, but I would still say right now, the way things look, I still think Donald Trump's going to be the guy. And, uh, and, and if he is folks, you better be ready to be behind him, which leads me to what I want to talk about. So I, I want to talk directly to 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 you if you are an independent out there. If you are actually out there and you're like, you know, I just – I got tired of the Trump drama, but I really don't like the dementia patient. And you're out there looking for another candidate, but you're still willing to vote for the dementia patient if Trump's the nominee. Then I want to talk directly to you. And and, and there – trust me, folks. Trust me. Because I, I, most of my listeners out there, most of you guys out there, you're probably looking at me going – looking at your radios going, what what are you talking about, Victor? How, how could somebody who knows how bad Biden is, knows how bad he's been – we've got – I mean you want to talk about Biden accomplishments? Highest gas prices, highest inflation in I don't know how long since Jimmy Carter, uh, highest interest rates. Uh, no one's buying a home right now. Why? Because of Joe Biden. Highest food prices. Everything's costing you more. They're, they're, the middle class and the lower middle class can't buy new cars right now because they're priced out of in oblivion. And they can't go buy an EV. And, and, the, and I, listen, I, I, I'm going to tell you the plan of the EVs one of these days with the Democrats. They don't. They don't really, really expect you to be driving an EV. They don't want you driving anything. The Democrat Party doesn't want you driving anything. They don't want you into ownership. They don't want you owning a car, and they don't want you owning a house. Yeah, folks, you heard me. And I'll get to that. Uh, I told you we got a lot to get to. But uh, but if you're a voter out there, and listen, they're, they're out there, folks. Trust me on this. There was just a poll, a, a focus group done. Uh, I can't remember which state it was done in. But um, let's just let's. I'm going to reduce the numbers to make this easy. Let's say there were ten people, and ten people said they voted for Trump in 16, and then they voted for Biden in 2020 because they were sick of the they were over the Trump drama. So they moved to Biden, thinking things would get back to establishment normalcy. Which who the hell wants establishment normalcy? But anyway, that's what these ten people. Let's just say these ten people said that. Well, then it was asked, it said, okay, well, you, you recognize how bad Biden is. And all 10 said, yes, we do not want to vote for Biden. We do not want Biden to be the nominee. We do not want him to be a choice. And then they said, well, what about Trump? And all 10 said, we don't want him to be a choice. But then they were given, well, your choice is Donald Trump or your choice is Joe Biden. How will you vote? What say you? Seven out of 10 said they would still, as bad as the dementia patient is, knowing that Joe Biden's clearly in cognitive decline. Clearly, he's, his health is in decline. His mental health, especially, is in decline. Physically, too, he's stumbling all over the stage and everything and falling. Those seven people out of ten still said they would vote for the dementia patient over Donald Trump. That's That, to me, is messed up. That's unexplainable and unacceptable. So so if, if Donald Trump is the nominee... He's got a lot of work to do to reach these people. He really does. He really does. And and, and I, I, it's easy for Trump to do it. All he's got to do is stick to the issues. When Donald Trump sticks to the issue, he's outstanding. Nobody can beat him. Stick to the issues. Donald Trump knows foreign policy better than any of those career politicians in Washington. Donald Trump's got it right. They got it wrong. Donald Trump's great on the economy. He's already proved it. Donald Trump can get the job done. He can if he sticks to the Policy. Stick to the main discussion of policy. Stop talking about 2020. Stop talking about a rigged election. Stop talking about a stolen election. My best advice to Donald J. Trump is this. Stop talking about a stolen election. Because if you convince the voters that it was stolen in 2020, how in the heck should they vote for you in 2024? If it could be stolen from you once, it can be stolen from you again. So stop talking about a stolen election. Listen, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I'm just right. And when Donald Trump talks issues, he's unstoppable. 
When he, when he whines about 2020, people get sick of it. But again, I'm a logical guy. This is the On Point with Victor show. This is the show of logic. This is the show of common sense. And if you're a candidate and you're telling me that the system is rigged, that you lost in 2020 because of a rigged system, why on earth would it not be stolen from you again in 2024? That's just the common sense logic. That's the logical line to follow. Now, I don't want to believe he can't win. So I will support Donald Trump. But my message to Trump, if you want to win back these voters who say they'll vote for a dementia patient over you, then you better stick to the issues. Be a winner. You talk about winning all the time. Then be a winner. 2020 is long gone. And the Constitution's not going to appoint you president because of, uh, of, of fraud. You have to win it. You have to earn it. You go out there and you fight for every vote. And Donald J. Trump, let me tell you, you're the best at it. When you stick to policy, you're the best at it when you talk foreign policy. Last night's interview with Brett Baer, the good thing, the great thing that came from that is Donald Trump's answer on China, Donald Trump's answer on Russia, Donald Trump's answer from the Ukraine. He has it. He's spot on. That's the guy I want leading foreign policy. That would be Donald J. Trump. I don't want the guy who's who's whining about 2020. I want the guy who knows how to put Russia in its place. I want the guy that knows how to how to deal with Zelensky. I want the guy that knows how to deal with China and put China in their place. I want the guy that kept North Korea guessing, holy crap, what will that dude do? What will he do? I want the guy in Donald J. Trump that had the world guessing, what would he do next? Is that man serious? That's the guy I want. Because that guy can win. But the guy that complains about 2020 over and over and over, and he shouldn't talk about the documents either. Don't talk about that case. Don't talk about it. And don't talk about 2020. Talk about the issues. Don't attack DeSantis. You don't need to. All you need to do is attack Joe Brandon Biden, the dementia patient, and the rest of the Democrats and the progressives for what they've done to this country in a short two years. Talk about that. And and Donald Trump, you'll win these people back. Now, now if you're one of those people out there who said you don't want to deal with Trump drama and you would still vote for the declining dementia patient in the White House, let me let me ask you this. Why do you have to be so tribalist? Because if you think you're an independent, if you think you're an independent, but you're still a, you're you're and you're willing to vote for Joe Biden. Then you're not an independent. You're a sicket for, for the Democrat Party. You won't let go the letter D. And and this is the problem with this country right now. This is being so divided, uh, almost fifty fifty. And I will say this. I will say this. There was some polling out yesterday that looks very good for Trump. There was one poll that the Democrats that they really trust. Democrats love this poll. Well, they used to. They love it. They used to love this this group, this polling group. And, and in fact, I believe CNN was even reporting on this poll. But it showed a statistical tie if the race were held today between Trump and Biden. That doesn't look good for Biden. Looks very good for Trump. Uh, and there's another poll out that they won't tell you about where where Trump is beating Biden by six or more points. So the tide is turning. More and more voters are looking at this going, my gas is too high. My food is too high. I can't buy a new car. I can't travel. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm in credit card debt up to my nose. All because of Joe Biden and Democrat policies. There are more and more voters that are figuring that out. And they're, and they may hold their nose to vote for Trump, but they're leaning that way and the polling is starting to show it. So let me talk about this. What do I mean by tribalist? Don't be tribalistic, folks. Don't be tri- – and this is when you're talking to your friends, when you meet people at work or meet people out at the bars or restaurants or, or your neighbors, and they still – they still oh, I just can't support Trump, anybody but Trump. Then ask them, why do you have to be tribalistic, uh, especially when you talk to Democrats? And what do I mean by that? What I, I, This is what I mean, folks. Let's take an issue that I really don't talk about on this show much. There's an issue that, that you're not going to hear on point with Victor talk about much, and that's the abortion issue. But let me use this example. This is what I mean by being tribalistic. If you are a Democrat and you see a Republican running and he says, you know what? The Dodd case was right. Uh, 
abortion should have never been a federal issue. Abortion should have be a state issue. It's a very libertarian point of view and conservative point of view, believe it or not. Uh, it's one I hold. Um, and if the Democrats were honest, how many times have the Democrats told you democracy, democracy, democracy? We love democracy. We must fight for democracy. There is no greater democracy than each 50 states. Each one of our states in our great union is a democracy. And what the federal government did, what they should have done a long time ago, is they said, this abortion issue, it ain't our business. Send it to the states. Now, if you're, if, if I understand if you're mad and you want to vote out Graham and some of these other idiots up there who, who want to make abortion an issue on the federal, I, I'm with you there. It shouldn't be a federal issue, period. It's a state issue. And the Democrats, for you trying to be mad that it's a state issue now, goes against everything that you say you stand for. And this is what I mean about being tribalistic. Just because the Republicans are the ones kind of behind this send abortion back to the state's business, and if you're a good libertarian conservative Republican, then you believe that that issue is not in the Constitution anywhere. And that, therefore, it is a state issue. And each little state has their democracy that people can vote. And they can vote on that issue. So every state can vote on the abortion however they want to do it. That is democracy. And for you Democrats who say that, oh, we can't allow that. We can't allow the states the people to vote. That's democracy. So now you're against democracy? That's what I mean by tribalism. You are tribalist Democrat when you when you look at an issue and you know, you know, well, abortion is comes to the state. Each state can vote on it. So some states are going to have – they're going to allow infanticide, which is horrible. But there are some blue states that actually went to that level because of tribalism. See, a red state over here may say, you know what? When there's a heartbeat, no more abortions. And I don't know how anybody can argue with that. Except, of course, danger of the mother and things like that, or rape and all that. But, uh, but let's just say, with those not talking about that, just people who are trying to use abortion as as a, as a birth control. Um, uh, if a red state votes, if the people in that state vote and say, "Yep, there's a heartbeat detected, no more abortions," that's that state's issue. But just because a red state did that, you've got blue states that are running all the way to the wacko left, saying, "Well, we can kill an infant." Infanticide basically is what some of the New York, New York said it. California saying it. That's tribalism. Instead of going, okay, wait a minute. Let's vote in our state and we can say 13 weeks or 15 weeks. Look, Europe, Europe is socialist and liberal as they are. They ban abortions after I think 13 or 15 weeks. So why couldn't the Democrats say, you know what? Let's model. We love the socialist countries in Europe. We're always talking about being socialist like Europe. We're always talking about be more like socialist Europe. Well, why couldn't they say, okay, let's put this forth. Let's say, let this is, this is a good compromise and let's let democracy flourish. They didn't do that. They were tribalistic because they looked at the red state and said, oh my gosh, they're going to ban it at eight or 10 weeks or whatever. We have to go the opposite, all the way to the extreme, extreme radical left to basically include infanticide because we have to go against what the Republicans are doing in red states. That's tribalism. That's tribalistic. So if you're out there and you're a voter, let's take the gun issue, and you're saying, well, I'm a Democrat, and that Republican wants wants constitutional carry. Well, then I can't agree with that, even though there's a Second Amendment clear as day in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. There's a reason why it's number two. It's also a reason why it is probably the shortest, most concise amendment in the Constitution, the the most concise bill of right, because it's very simple. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It's very simple. Even though that's clear, clear as day in the Constitution, clear as day, yes, that's absolute. That is an absolute right of the people. I don't care what the Democrats tell you. That is an absolute right of the people to keep and bear arms. So a Democrat, instead of seeing the Constitution go, well, well, okay, we have a right to bear arms, but let's compromise on which type of arms. You know, have that discussion. Have the background discussion, background investigations. Have those discussions. But they can't do that. Just because some Republican governors are, are signing constitutional carry and Biden by the Constitution, the Democrat has to go all the way to the radical left and say, we need to confiscate guns. Because that's what their plan is, folks. That's tribalism. That's tribalism. When you can't look and say, gosh, I may not agree with everything Donald Trump is saying. I may not agree with his tactics, 
but I know this country cannot afford four more years of a dementia patient, a declining dementia patient. If you call yourself an independent voter and you are looking at Donald Trump and Biden, you know the accomplishments of Trump. You may not like his style. You may not like his New York attitude. You may not like his combativeness. You may not like that sometimes maybe seems a little childish when he replies to some people who are, who are, who hit him. But understand he's a New Yorker. If you hit him, he's going to hit back. You may not like that, but you cannot deny your life was better under Donald J. Trump as president. Your gas was lower. Your food prices were lower. There was inflation was non-existent. Your paycheck was higher. You were getting bonuses from work. None of that can be denied. None of that can be. This is facts, facts, facts. Hashtag facts. Cannot deny this. Under Donald Trump, more black folks had jobs in this country than ever before. Under Donald Trump, more Hispanic, my Latino brethren, mi gente, had more jobs than any time in this country's history. That happened under Donald Trump. And you're going to tell me that you're going to be tribalistic and you're going to go vote for the dementia patient who's making your life really hard. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Profit timeout. We'll be right back. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearm liquidation service at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at firearm liquidation service at outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the On Point with Victor Show. I am Victor Armendariz, the Mexican, not afraid to be American. Welcome back to the show. Listen, folks. (laughs) Listen. We have a dementia patient in the White House that calls himself president. We have a senator or a guy that calls himself senator who's a stroke, a stroke patient in the White House who can't read from a teleprompter, can't complete a sentence. We have those are two men. You want to talk about broken bridges, which is something that uh, that Fetterman was trying to talk about. I'm pretty sure he called Biden a broken bridge. There are two men. You they have broken their synapses bridge in their brain. That's broken. That's broken. And I am sorry, folks. I really, I really don't want to sound mean. And I really do feel sorry for the two of them. But if you're out there and you can vote for those two, knowing the damage that they're suffering, that their health is suffering, but the damage that they're going to do to this country, and you're willing to vote for them again, you really, really have to ask yourself, are, do you really want to be a tribalist all the way to the, to, to the point? Of watching your country, this beautiful place that is the United States, do you want this country to be in to be in decline, which we're in right now? Do you want us to to fall off being the leader in the world? Do you want us to to become a third world country or third rate country? Do you want to see the decline of so many people? Do you like to see American people struggle? Because it's happening right now. Do you know over 70% or so of the people in this country right now, our people in this country, United States citizens, are struggling paycheck to paycheck right now? Do you understand that? A citizen in this country that's supposed to be so wealthy, is ha- we have so many citizens that are living paycheck to paycheck. Shouldn't be, folks. And that happens every time a Democrat gets in control. When the Democrats control things, people get poor. When are you going to realize it? When are you gonna, the only people getting rich is the elite. 
The only people getting rich are the bozo politicians and their merry band of bureaucracy that they appoint. Those people are getting rich. Do you know the richest county and the richest places in this country is Washington, D.C.? The place that is funded by taxpayer, the place that is funded by you and me, we work our fingers to the bone. Do you know how many people in this country have two jobs now and three jobs just to make ends meet? You know, Biden goes and touts his jobs record. He has no job record. The fact that the American people are having to get two and three and four jobs to make ends meet, that's not a job record that you want to be proud of. But Joe Biden will tell you he's proud. He's proud. Do you know more people are leaving the workforce and they're getting on the government dole? More people are asking for government handouts. The Democrats are proud of that. The Democrat Party creates dependency. The Democrat Party will get you chasing little little and shiny objects over here. Climate change. Democracy. Donald Trump. They'll get you chasing these little flashy lights over here. All while they make you more and more dependent on them. The Democrat Party, these bozos in Washington, will tell you you're killing the planet while they go get on their private jet, fly wherever they want to just to have lunch somewhere different. You can't do that. They don't even want you getting in a gasoline car, filling up your tank, and go drive say an hour or two hours to go get some good barbecue. They don't want you to do that. But they will go get in their private jet and go jet across not just the great land of the United States. They'll go overseas. They might want some Italian pizza. They may want some good uh, uh, French bread. And they'll get on their private jets and they'll go jet across the country intercontinental travel to go do it. All while telling you, you're killing the planet. Somehow, they don't kill the planet. You know, that's like the old adage uh, that uh, your crap doesn't stink or their crap doesn't stink. Yeah, they're going to tell you that you're going to kill this planet with everything. Just by eating meat, you're killing the planet. But they don't. These people in Washington will tell you you can't have steak anymore, that we shouldn't farm. There's actually people, and these are bozos, heads full of mush college students, who believe that we need to outlaw farming. You want to tell me how you're going to eat? Where are you going to get your food from? It doesn't magically appear on the supermarkets over by 8th and 9th Street, which AOC thinks happens. You're not going to live without farming. But let me tell you something. These elitist Democrats who are telling you they don't want you eating steak, they will always have their steak. Not just some steak, not just mediocre steak. No, they have the Wagyu steak. They spend your money, the taxpayer credit card, they eat whatever they want. They drink whatever they drink, and they fly on their private jets, all while telling you you're going to kill the planet. Now, that's a whole nother topic I can get to, and we will get to more about that. But this is what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. When it comes down to Donald Trump and Joe Biden, you know the success of Donald Trump. I am telling you, you've got to remove whatever uh, you feel about whether you think he's a petulant child when he reacts to people being mean to him uh, or his mean tweets and all that stuff. you got to let that stuff go because you know your life was better under Donald Trump. And if you have the choice, if your choice – listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm honest with you. I like DeSantis. I would love for DeSantis to be the nominee. But, if, 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 but I also support Trump. If he gets the nominee, I'm with him 100%. And if you're facing right now at the voting booth, Donald Trump or the dementia patient Joe Biden, knowing the damage that Joe Biden's doing, knowing that Joe Biden doesn't even know where he is half the time, Joe Biden will read a speech because they drug him enough to do it, will then look around the stage for somebody to guide him off because he doesn't know where to go. That is not a man that is ready for the job. That is not a man who has control of all his faculties. And if you're a voter out there and you're going to be tribalistic, you really need to wake up. You really need to assess the situation. You know Donald Trump is going to make your life better. How could you even consider voting for the dementia patient, Joe Brandon Biden? And you people in Pennsylvania, 
in six years or five years or so more, you're going to get a chance to oust the stroke patient who can't even read from a teleprompter. He can't listen and have a verbal conversation. That poor man needs to go spend time with his family. That poor man needs to go do what he needs to do to get well or try to get well. You people in Pennsylvania are going to have a chance to vote for somebody who's actually coherent. Do you want representation? Do you want a better life? Then you better make sure that you're not tribalistic. That is my message to you today, folks. Listen, this is still the greatest country in the world. But if you want it to stay great, you can't be tribalistic. Sometimes you've got to vote out the people you think you like, you think you're a Democrat. Vote them out of office. Then you're going to see how much power you really have. But you know deep in your heart to get back to a better country, it's going to take somebody like Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, not the dementia patient Joe Biden. So let's keep this country great. <laughs> all right, folks, that's all I got time for today. You stay tuned for Locked and Loaded with Roger B. He's got lots to talk about, lots of gun information you're going to want to hear. So don't go anywhere. Roger B's up next, and I'll see you next week. I'm out. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.